John Deere announces the new lineup of high horsepower four track tractors, including an 803 horsepower option. There's three new models introduced the 9RX 710, the 9RX 770, and the 9RX 830. It's autonomy ready. The new John Deere 18 engine eliminates the need for diesel exhaust fluid and offers an optional 168 gallon per minute triple pump hydraulic system. Command View 4 Plus Cab receives updates for increased operator comfort and visibility. Advanced technology package includes G5 Plus command center, display, and integrated Starfire 7500 receiver. The high horsepower 9RX models available for order in mid-March. For more information, go to JohnDeere.com or contact your local John Deere dealer. They're great time managers. Nice. They are continuously challenging themselves. They're never okay with status quo, but they enjoy the wins when they get them. And they never say no, because you shouldn't say no. You can say maybe, or I'll think about it, but you have to evaluate every opportunity that comes to you. There is a podcast in Iowa. Funk for profit was named by the Fate stirred up a banker near. Then quick came an auctioneer. Making profit was their first goal. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Soon may the farmers come to bring us guests and beer and fun. One day when the recording's done, we'll take our mics and go. These formats shook us to our core. With fun for fun, you will not snore. Bankers set all mics to on, and the mullet of podcast was born. Soon may the farmers come to bring us guests and beer and fun. One day when the recording's done, we'll take our mics and go. Before we knew, conversations grew, growing corn even said F you. So won't you join Tenor, Dave, Corey, and crew, please like, share, review. Soon may the farmers come to bring us guests and beer and fun. One day when the recording's done, we'll take our mics and go. Isn't that the best way to start off a podcast? Welcome to the Farm for Profit Podcast. This is Tanner Winterhoff. This is Corey Hillebo. And this is David Whitaker. Farm for Fun Show. That's why it started with the cracking of a beer. That's different than our Farm for Profit Show. That'll be next week. So don't get them mixed up. But thank you for tuning your ears into the Farm for Profit Podcast. Thank you for suggesting us to your friends, family, coworkers, even people that you don't like. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like we just were on the mic with you guys. Like it's a little blurry. Was that like just a couple days ago? Uh, or 30 minutes ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, we like putting these together for you. Remember, if you have a topic that you want us to talk about or a guest that we should talk to, farmforprofitllc at gmail.com. Send that over for us. Don't forget to continue to leave your reviews behind because those are important. And Tanner, we love reviews. And today's listener review is brought to you by Brandt, where nobody works harder than Brandt to keep you productive and profitable. We're Farm for Profit Podcast. What's our review, Corey? Today, it's by Hoyt2. I don't think I know that person. It's the first time. That I know. I feel like I've known everyone. It's like going to be an archery you know, hunter for I'm sure. Okay, like got it. Uh-huh. $5 to give us reviews or something like that. No. Highly recommend. Love the podcast, guys. Very educational and entertaining. Keep up the good work. We'd like to think that no podcast tries harder than we do to help you make more profit. So just like Brant, that's the way we see how you guys are hanging on. Farming is a competitive business, and you need equipment you can count on every single day. That's why for nearly 90 years, farmers have entrusted their grain handling to Brandt Agricultural Products. Brandt's full line of hardworking conveyors, augers, grain carts, vacs, grain bagging equipment, and tillage equipment are made to deliver the competitive edge you need to lead the field and are manufactured here in the USA. 
For more information on our full line of products, visit brandt.ca today. Thanks a lot, Brant, for supporting the podcast. Don't forget about Estes Concaves. Remember that they are working harder than nobody else to stop your rotor loss. They could save you thousands of dollars depending upon the acres that you farm. Corey's about ready to report back to us on what his concaves look like. Hopefully they increase the capacity of your combine without having to change any of your horse parts. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, we've had problems with uh, like the corn cracking and, and things of that nature, and I'm, I'm really hoping that our grain quality gets better with them. So it says 30000 per thousand acres of soybeans saved that's a lot of soybeans a lot though of money. if i remember right that uh xpr2 that goes over multiple grains no matter what the size of the grain right mm-hmm. yep you can run one concave all the grains go to estesperformanceconcaves.com search their products out we're talking specifically about the xpr2 let them know that farm for profit sent you there and we're a fun episode today and we're gonna have some fun who do we have on the podcast today are you ready it's always special but this one is extra special today on the farm for fun episode tanner dave i finally figured out why we're have why we're having a metal shortage because this lady has all of her irons in the fire (laughs) all the irons you are working way she's got a master's in ag communications from texas tech She's part of the Global Ag Network, owns the Global Ag Network. She's part of Trader PhD. She was an ag grad, 30 under 30, a former Iowa Farm Bureau podcast member, Ag News Daily podcast, former host of Market to Market on PBS. She farms, and she is a professional speaker. Those are a lot of irons. I get it. Miss Delaney Howell. <laughs> and she's in the studio. And she that's, is in studio. I think that's the coolest part. And she soon will be probably having a different last name if I see this right. Right? Yeah, yeah. that's correct. Yeah, yeah. so we, we won't, won't be able to say that very much longer. So welcome, Delaney. I gave a little background of everything you do, but just give us your, your uh, vision of everything you've done. Okay, well... Like you said, I've got a lot of irons in the fire, but I don't like to sit at home. I'm not one to twiddle my thumbs, so I like to stay busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up on a farm in southeast Iowa, so I originally hail from, from Columbus Junction. I know you've got some southeast people, southeast Iowa people you've had on the podcast before. Columbus Junction's my hometown. My folks farmed there up until May of 2020. But uh, dad raised livestock. We did cattle in hoop shed buildings for quite a few years. We raised hogs for Nyman Ranch, corn, soybeans, etc. Went to Northwest Missouri State, thought I wanted to be an ag teacher, got in the classroom and said, I don't like kids. This is probably not a good fit. (laughs) So quickly switched tracks and kind of found my way in the ag media and broadcasting industry. And I really like it. I've gotten to do a couple of different cool things um and commodity markets is kind of where i found my niche but okay. the not liking kids thing that's yeah funny. that's I, a big one i i take my kids to daycare and i'm like Boy, i don't know how this i don't know how they do it. i mean I, one exactly. or two is hard enough i don't know how you do that with your own kids because you take care of somebody else's kids all day and then you come yeah. home and i would just lose my shit yeah. my, my, <laughs> on my own children and I, we always send each other memes we're big meme people yeah and there's this one i can't even remember where I saw it, but it's basically like, we're going to be the parents that are pre-gaming for our kid's band concert. That's going to be us in the parking lot. That's right. Okay, <laughs> so. I just had, uh, my brother-in-law sent me a message saying, is it okay to put BV in a tumbler for <laughs> soccer practice? <laughs> yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. No, no. I, uh, yeah, that is those, those, it takes all people. 
Yeah, especially does. Daycare, daycare providers. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's talk about your farm first. I mean, we got a bunch of other stuff to talk about, but let's just get that out of the way. Uh, so what happened in 2020? So 2020 was a hard year for yeah. everyone, mm-hmm. right? COVID, lockdowns, etc. But also my family was going through a transitional period. So dad, um, he actually has <laughs> West Nile virus. Oh, so he oh. contracted that while he was farming from a mosquito bite. Mm-hmm and super rare it's kind of like mono it's just always in your system and it's kind of dormant and he's a livestock farmer so that was just getting really hard on him to do that and manage the crops and you know they were just you know they're almost 60 so he's just getting up there in age too and it just was hard it's a lot of risk that yeah. he's taking on every year to farm and do all that stuff so it was just getting to be a lot for him and so i remember that it was like right around Thanksgiving time, Christmas time of 2019, uh, he finally sat us down to tell us, hey, I'm going to look to sell the farm. And he waited to tell me last out of all my siblings because he knew I was going to be the most upset. Mm -hmm. And so we had that conversation that, uh, so of course I was upset. I don't, I mean, I'm sure I cried. I don't know, but that was where we grew up and we showed livestock and, you know, agriculture is obviously a big part of my life. Um, And so we had this conversation and I don't remember if he said like, Hey, would you like to farm it? Or I just volunteered myself. But my first reaction when he told us that was, I want to farm it. And so my fiance and I were starting to like run through all the numbers with dad because he was really good at record keeping. Mm -hmm. And so we're sitting down and looking at all these numbers and my portion of Southeast Iowa, where I'm from in Louisa County is known for growing two commodities. It's not corn and soybeans. We're really big into cantaloupe and watermelon, and that is not the commodities that we grew on our farm. So you'll appreciate this since you're a farmer, but yeah. yields were anywhere from like 50 bushels per acre to 150 for okay, corn. Okay. So really, really varied, not super productive. The soil down there is really sandy. And so we're sitting down and like putting all these numbers together And we finally sit down to talk to our insurance agent and he's not telling us that we shouldn't farm it, but he's trying to tell us that he didn't think we should farm it. So we ended up not taking over the farm um, and dad ended up selling it to a young family that's now taking it over. So that's really cool. But it was definitely hard for us to watch that transition period happen for the farm. But now I'm engaged to a farmer, so I get to continue farming, just not on our family's original farm. I didn't even think of Iowa as being watermelon and cantaloupe state. Yeah. And there's like some... Uh, vine vineyards down in that area too grapes like sandier soil so on wet years like 2019 we do well but everybody right. else does bad <laughs> so wow. as you say like yeah so was it like pumpkin don't pumpkins like sandy soil or uh, I, I don't know. i'm not sure on that I don't one know, but that's that's crazy i would have never thought that as well tanner and hopefully you traded that lower yielding corn and soybean <laughs> ground for some better yeah, ground now we Where, so where's the new farm now so fiance's farm is in tama county so we're right on the edge of Treyer, Tama, Toledo, Gladbrook okay. area. So theirs is nice. That is very good ground. Ground, black soil, just completely different than what we were used to growing up. So, so did you just go pick him out of the plot book? <laughs> That's always the joke, right, yeah, right? That my dad had. He's like, ask to see the plot book first. <laughs> Maybe uh, not a, first. Maybe it's oh, like well, the second or third thing. Or ask if they have health insurance and then yeah. where they're at in the oh, plot book. Too, yeah. You know. That's funny. So your path into ag media is very interesting. So what, after that conversation, or it was even before that conversation, why did you want to stay or choose that direction in ag media? Uh, 
So I worked for the college radio station. So I went to Northwest Missouri State in Maryville, Missouri, and the college radio station, KNIM, The Ville, I was like their student on-air reporter, which doesn't sound as glorious. It wasn't very glorious. I basically attended student council meetings and got to report on them once a week on air. Yeah, that's way less exciting because I was KBVU, (laughs) sunny side up in the mornings, playing classic (laughs) rock on Saturday mornings when nobody was awake. Everybody Uh, was hungover and sleeping, but me and my buddy Kyle were playing classic rock on KBVU. It was also a classic rock station that I was nice. on, so I appreciate that. Um, but they persuaded me to add a broadcasting minor just so I could get a scholarship that they knew of. So I added a broadcasting minor just because it was going to get me like five grand to pay for tuition. And I was like, that seems worth it. Perfect. Uh, so I added that and started taking broadcasting classes and getting involved with our campus media. And I really liked it. I obviously like talking. I'm a professional speaker, so people pay me to come talk, and I like talking. And so I thought media was kind of like a fun way to do that, where education, you know, you're teaching, you're talking all day. I'm good at talking, so I felt like that was still a career that allows me to do what I'm good at. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I worked for a couple of different people throughout college and then interned for PBS and then eventually landed the market-to-market gig, and that really kind of excelled my career quickly too. But I was like... I don't really want a full-time job after college. It's weird that I'm almost 30 and now I'm just now having a full-time job, but graduating college, I didn't. I had like a podcast and some speaking and this and that. And I just added a bunch of things together because I didn't really want someone to own my nine to five. And I just kind of made my own path. So you're, you're, Adding a couple things together, like Corey said, irons in the fire adds up to like 90 <laughs> hours a week. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. your full-time yeah, job, we're just going to put in twice but, uh, as many you hours. Know, but she's working for herself right. for the most part yeah. and in control of her schedule That's and doing true. what she loves. It's very entrepreneurial. So, And you know, another way you could go, Dave likes to talk. <laughs> and he went to the auctioneering side of things. Oh, I know. Yeah. I yeah. wish I would have done that. I yeah. think that would have been awesome. You still you can. Still could. Well, I guess I could. <laughs> he, you can go, to vir- go to virtualauctions.com. Yeah, exactly. Sign up and I have a software that can help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, too, I guess I don't know how many women auctioneer there are out there, but I've never seen any. Largest demo- growing demographic in the auction industry. Is women. Is women. That's cool. Yep. Lots of... Uh, uh, their dads did it, family, yeah. uh, whatnot. But uh, one uh, uh, one of the best women auctioneers I know is Soul in Iowa, uh, Miss Emily Weirs. And uh, I get to work for her dad, and it was hard to follow that act because she's an international champion auctioneer wow. yeah. as a female. So That's yeah. awesome. That is pretty cool. Well, listeners, Farm for Fun Show, you know that we always have something new for you to consider when you go and buy your booze. So thanks again, Dole Distributing, for bringing us our – beverages of the week and this i don't know if i'm excited is this the first time this is the first no, right no i think we've this, had the seltzer on before i don't know if it, we did taste uh boulevard had some crazy flavors yeah, yeah. i think it's like only one seltzer or two seltzers yeah. in there so but this, this is, is a seltzer. this is a 12 pack of four flavors from big grove it's their squeeze hard seltzer series so the first one that we grabbed what did we grab dave Squeeze righteously. This is pineapple kick, four point eight percent alcohol volume, and it uh, is a yellow can. It already it smells, smells like it has oh too much gosh. sugar, like pineapple. It's got ninety eight calories and um, not a lot of sugar. Not a lot. It smells. Like, I feel like I could get sugar through my nostrils when total I total sugar. This is zero grams, zero percent. That's impressive. I just tried it. It's it doesn't it doesn't kick as hard as it smells. It's just like water with oh. some pineapple. That is much. That is a much 
more desirable taste than what I thought it was going to, based on the smell. Yeah. Probably not something I'm just going to go. Have yeah, you guys of. don't strike me as seltzer guys. Have you ever <laughs> tasted pine tree? Because this tastes like pine no, tree. No, it does oh not. My God. Tony it's like, Reed, this that is, is not an IPA. No, this is like this pine is tree, not, the aftertaste. This is David's week, and he says it tastes like a pine tree. <laughs> Pineapple does. does not mean it tastes like pine tree. <laughs> Have another drink. Have another drink. Take another look. Afterwards, I get that like, hmm. It does have an aftertaste, but it's not pine tree. It's not pine tree. It is maybe pine salt. Is it just? I guess I never tasted a pine tree, so I don't. I'm have just. A good... I feel like Christmas after uh, I drink. Tangeray would be so, like pine tree. So I would describe this as if you do drink a seltzer that's not hard. Look, like I'm. I'm trying to think of this as this it's, is Sammy's. Is there, a dull, Sammy's. A dull flavor. Are there seltzers that aren't hard seltzers? It is, isn't it? It's not it's like seltzer a, water. Isn't oh, bu- right. Bubbly okay. or bu- Michael Bublé's seltzer. Just hard just means there's alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I I like this. Yeah. Again. Caveated a little bit. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. It does not taste like it smells. I'm excited. No. I'm more excited for the other ones. Well, which one should we do next? You point to it. Uh, do the the green one. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll do. Oh, that. lime. Oh, oh geez. Geez. Well, it's green. Okay. I just assume it's lime. Okay. I mean, come on. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. Ten minutes from now, we're gonna open the lime one. <laughs> This was a, a surprise. So thanks again, Dole Distributing, for setting us up the Big Grove Squeeze Series of Hard Seltzers. Now back to Delaney. So on one of our other podcasts, we were talking about like 40 under 40, 30 under 30. Yeah. I'm going to do 50 under 50 because there's a bigger <laughs> pool of, of candidates there. But you made the, the, the small cut. You made the 30 under 30, like less candidates and younger. So tell us about that a little bit. So Ag Grad, which was started by Tim Hamrich a couple of years ago. Friend of the podcast. Okay, good. Yep. Uh, he started this AgRad 30 under 30 deal and was looking for a way to recognize young people in agriculture. So I think there's four different categories. I think it's production, technology. I don't know them all, to be honest. There's four. I fit into the entrepreneurial category. Oh, okay. Ding dong. So they basically ask for submissions and you get nominated and then you go through a process where they do some interviews with people that, you know, you get basically them referrals and then they have a, a panel of judges that vote on it. And I was uh, selected to be last year's part of last year's 30 under 30 cohort. And that was pretty cool. And to be honest, um, because on my podcast, we did kind of like a special 30 under 30 weekly episode every Friday. And so we're going through and interviewing all these other 30 under 30s. And I was a little intimidated because... <laughs> Some of them do some really impressive stuff. So I was like, oh, I feel like I'm at the bottom tier of the 30 under 30, but. You can't discount yourself like that. Yeah, I know. But I'm just so impressed with a lot of the people in agriculture and some of the cool things they do. And you guys had them on the podcast. Production, innovation and technology, entrepreneurship, education and advocacy, agribusiness, sustainability, and food security. Okay, I was Those are the categories. Yep. Samsonite. You, <laughs> you got entrepreneurship. Okay, yeah, I got she that did. one. That she was the one I was that. in, so yeah. I knew I, I knew that one was one. Yeah. But yeah. wow, there are some big names on here. Is that That's like a nomination cool. process, or yeah, does he? Does I don't he... really know how he goes about getting people to be nominated. He knows everyone. Well, so. right. Yeah. New friend of the podcast, Mitchell Hora. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mitchell's great. Have yep. you guys had him on before? Not we yet. have not. We okay. just met him at a field day, so that was fun. So he's from my. Neck of the woods. And I talked to him about Iowa, carbon credits so. once. I yeah, thought, he's yeah, big in the, yep, he's big yeah. in the carbon credits. He, he just had a big announcement. No free ads, but he just made a really big announcement on uh, 
partnering up with Rabobank, a competitor yeah, really? of mine. A competitor uh, of mine. <laughs> Next will be Farm Credit. <laughs> Deer, Deer Finance. Yeah. <laughs> Dropping them all. So he doesn't grow cantaloupes. It's a good thing that I edit there, these shows. <laughs> <laughs> no, Washington <laughs> County is like really great. It's I don't understand how you go from Louisa County where it's eh to Washington County, one of the most you know, productive a river counties. must have ran over your county I at know. one time. <laughs> so we're coming up on your favorite season, looks like. And that's fall. Oh, that's right. You look very festive <laughs> today and very uh, bright in a bright yellow shirt and like our last bright yellow can of pineapple kick from Big Grove. What's your favorite part about fall? I do love fall. Um, I really just like being in the combine. I I don't care who I'm riding with. I hope the company's good, but it doesn't necessarily matter. I just <laughs> like that time of year, right? Football's starting up. We've got harvest starting up. The winter or the season's starting to change, so you can cool you can start putting on sweaters again i don't know it's just a good time of year plus i think hmm, i don't know if farmers enjoy spring or fall better i think it depends on the later year last year with the derecho it was like fall was not our favorite time yeah. because we had flattened crop yeah, we were trying terrible. to harvest yeah. but if i could have yeah. a spring like this spring like we're just dry yeah. you could just plant and yeah. go you're not doing any compaction it's like that was great. I, I love fall, though. I love the transition from shorts to jeans to mm-hmm. uh, long sleeves and vests. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I have no problem putting a sweatshirt on in the morning with a vest, and then you're just down to the sweatshirt in the day. Uh, that's that's my season. And, and you love pumpkin spice. I, <laughs> Me too. I know. Me too. <laughs> Don't. Don't, no. Is that out yet? Is it you too early no. to start you wearing pumpkin spice lotion? That's my question. Oh, it's too lotion. early. It is too early to wear lotion. Period. I that <laughs> stuff drives Someone me nuts. Someone had a TikTok. I have no idea who it was, but I saw it was it. it was a girl saw the first leaf that fell off a tree, <laughs> and she ran back into her house, and all of a sudden, and just this oversized sweater and this big old hat, and put her her reef up. I mean, oh my gosh, oh, that's pretty that's funny. I I got to pull out of your comment. You said. Right in the combine is is fine if the company is good. She uh, said it doesn't matter the company. Well, I, I hope the company is good. I hope yeah. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you get stuck in there and you can't really leave. Yeah, that's a good point. That is that does make it tough. It also makes it really beneficial to the banker that gets in the combine because you can't get rid of me <laughs> until you get to the other end of the field. That's true. <laughs> no, I like that. I hope you bring like, good snacks. You like I the hate. blue glass combines. Cleaners. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) We, uh, so I got a birthday at the end of August and, um, didn't realize that my birthday was the same as a lot of people on Twitter, which was cool to discover all the people that share the same birthday as mine. And the insight was kind of fun that this is the turning point. August 30th is the turning point from summer to fall. You're just getting ready and geared up for our favorite season. And all, all of us said that fall was our favorite season. So, so hmm. nine months before that was Thanksgiving. <laughs> Basically. Well, hmm. Harvest was done. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but you have to realize that I was born a month early. Oh. So I was Christmas. three. I was, oh, I don't know if I've ever shared this on the podcast. I was three pounds Four ounces, fourteen ounces. Four so you'd have ounces. been, you'd have oh. been I was, a month early. You'd have been right during harvest. So I was, like, so I did. So actually, I rode in. Uh, no, you're the wrong way. You went backwards, oh, Dave. Shoot. <laughs> the, Wait, uh, I rode. The, you're the banker, so he doesn't yeah. have to be good yeah. at math. <laughs> I rode in the tractor that fall. So born on August thirtieth, I rode in the tractor that fall in a shoebox. 
So even though I was even though I was teeny tiny and left the hospital, I still harvest had to get done. So I rode in the tractor and the combine in a shoebox. And you've maintained your tiny little body the whole <laughs> That's time. That's where it started. <laughs> Can't get past it. Where's a size you know the medium shirt? Big, big frame cattle. Yeah, there's also some that you know <laughs> just can't get there. Right? Seven and yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know how that squirrel got down there. We're back to pumpkin. So, back to pumpkin we like spice. we like yeah. to do a little bit of, of research on our guests. Oh, okay. I'm nervous Sounds now. like your mother is a mean baker. And how did you figure this out? We do a lot of research. Okay. Yeah. By right. we, I mean I'm I don't know. I don't know what your mom just about. left and huh. uh, told us all the stories about you okay. as a kid. No, but she is uh, has been passing recipes and, and baking experience down to you. Taught you how to make pumpkin bread, right? She did, yeah. Um, so this is the weird thing, too. Like I said, my parents sold the farm last year, moved to Davenport. My mom was still working. She just retired in Christmas. And then they decided to have a midlife crisis, and they went to work at a dude ranch for the summer in <laughs> western Colorado. Awesome. Yeah. And my mom is good at making like five things. So pumpkin bread is like one of her quote unquote specialties. So are scotcheroos and like cheesy. There's like five things literally that she made for what us. Are, what are up. the five things? So pumpkin okay, bread, so pumpkin cheesy bread, bread, cheesy potatoes, scotcheroos, uh, her grandma's brownie recipe. And there's like one other thing. And I'm not kidding you. This is what she made us growing up. My dad was the one that was like a stay at home dad because he was farming full time. And he was the one that cooked for us. And he's a great cook. Yeah. Mom did not bake or cook a whole lot growing up. So when they got to the ranch this summer, back May 1st is when they started, dad was like a ranch hand and my mom was their full-time chef, which is so what? comical because she literally made five things growing up. And she obviously she made them, them well. Oh. <laughs> well, no, because she wouldn't be paying attention. She'd be out like, but yeah, pumpkin bread is the one thing that I love that she makes. And that's also like the perfect fall food to transition you oh, into yeah. harvest. So how did she do as the cook uh, out well, there? She, <laughs> she'd probably be mad if I shared this too, but yeah, whatever. She's not going to listen to it. So she <laughs> just broke her hand last week and they had to leave the ranch because she can't cook with one hand. Oh, oh no. Sad. Well, clearly Tanner has her contact information or something. I so guess. you better send her she's the a, show. So she's going to be living with us for the next two months because they have no house. Oh boy. So that'll be Oh, like that was a re that was a permanent trip. Like they were planning yeah. on spending a lot of time out there. Yeah. At least yeah. You know though, mm-hmm. when you're tied to the farm like for so long and then you're not I all get of a sudden it. like Yeah. Yeah. You just pick up very, and do what you want. I was like, how did you guys come up with working on a dude ranch? It's just very random to me. But they liked it, so it's good. Something that I wish I would have done like before I went back to the farm, like when I was in yeah. college and things like I took one um well, travel class to uh Panama at Iowa State, and I did that my senior year, and immediately afterwards, or when I got down there, I'm like, I should have been doing this every year, yeah. <laughs> every year, yeah. and everyone told me that, but I didn't want to go. That's too stubborn. Yeah. Well, I just reflect back on uh, our last Farm for Front episode with Mike, how he got to go out to Montana and, mm-hmm. and farm out there for a week. How cool would that be if yeah. you connected through social media, were able to get paid, and and made that your trip. You just were someplace different every two weeks. That'd be awesome. Helping another farmer, getting an experience. I mean, obviously, I think you could probably turn it into a blog or a story or, or something that, that was monetized on the side. But how cool would that be just to, to have that experience? Mm-hmm. I mean, it reminds me of uh, going on a wheat run. Never got to do that, mm-hmm. but I've got a customer that did. I got a friend that did. And just seeing the different operations going that direction. Yep. 
So what's this green can here? <clears throat> oh, Corey well, picked it you, out. You already told him what it was. It's the lime cooler oh. from so lime cooler. Get that? Get from Big Grove. So ninety-eight calories, one carb. That's it. No it's sugar. Clear. No sugar. I mean, like, this is the drink you drink when you're on a diet, which I I need to be. So let's give it a try. It's like water with lime in it. This one smells worse. It's than like the first water with one. lime in it. That's, that's all it is. These could be dangerous because of how smooth yeah. they are. Yeah. I like this better than the pineapple. This is this all right. These are going to go down way too easily. I just don't get that it's four. It's almost five percent alcohol, and you don't like I, you I said. Don't. It's just lime water. You could drink yeah. a bunch. You shouldn't because you'll end up on your keister. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Delaney? I don't, this one doesn't smell like, it just, the smell is very odd. Yeah. And I also had COVID, so maybe my smell is just not normal again. I don't know. My but wife says the same thing. She can't smell or taste things like she used to. Yeah. You just I need to look up the TikTok bit. to fix that. You can fix it? You can. What? Please you, expand. <laughs> if you look it up, there's this whole clinical study overseas that... They're like, this is going to sound dumb, but you have your spouse whack you in the back of the head. Okay. <laughs> and, and, it, it, it it, and they're like, spouse. no, no, this actually works. And they showed some like clinical background to it. So I said, my wife whacked me in the back of the head. I smell everything. <laughs> so so you need to tell Blaine mm-hmm. when you get home, Great. you figure out how to fix it. Mm. And then film it. He'll love that. I bet he would. I bet he would. <laughs> be like. Free pass. <laughs> yeah. But you have to you have to press somewhere. It's, I think you press like on your temples oh, uh, like forward, and then when the person hits you in the back of the head, it depresses something like that. Got to look it up. <laughs> That's that serious. Sounds fake. No, that's pretty funny. When did you have COVID? Last Thanksgiving. Yeah, so I had mine last September. So I think my like alcohol tolerance went down. Yeah. When I did, I did too. When I actually. had it, so it's weird. Got back up though, or. No, I mean, I, it could still, I mean. Every time I, I lose I my smell now, I'm just like, oh, no, do I have COVID again? But I <laughs> get allergies really bad, so I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. That that was another funny TikTok. Not that we want to manipulate this show with those. is uh, a gal saying to her kids to pronounce allergies. Allergies. Put it together. Allergies. And the kid pipes up and says, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Damn school. Uh, so let's talk about the Global Ag Network. Yes. Let's do that. So what is the Global Ag Network? So it's basically a podcasting network. So we went out and recruited different ag podcasts that some of them are entertaining and funny. Some of them are informative. But it was a way that we could work with other podcasts and help market, monetize, brand them, etc. And I've been hosting my podcast for about four and a half years. And was like, hey, I need some other people to interact with. I need my network of people to be bigger than just me hosting. So I kind of went out and recruited them. Um, I was slinging all of the advertising for that for the first year and a half and just signed a deal with Meredith Corporation last or this past month that they're going to start slinging the advertising for us now. So that'll be a little bit That's off my plate. Huge. But That's Yeah, big. I'm excited. So, so for perspective for the listeners who might not know what Meredith Corporation yes. is, what is the scope of Meredith. Meredith does a lot of podcasts, magazines. They're, they do the Successful Farming Magazine. They do the Magnolia Journal or whatever Chip and Joanna Gaines pot, or magazine is. So they do a lot of stuff. They do Time Magazine. They have an office in Des Moines and then also in, I think, New York City. But they're a big corporation, so I'm excited to use some of their staff that 
can do it better than I can. So it'll be cool. And I there, hope it'll. Well, with all those irons in the fire, I mean, <laughs> it might not just be better. Just, yeah, I'm sure you do just fine. Just there's only so many hours in a day. I just need to take one thing off my plate. Yeah. And that felt like a good one to take off. So. Well, for a partner like that, I think you'd made a good choice. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll see. We so, just started, so. So let's list all the podcasts. Let's give them yes. all a shout out for Global Ag Network. You got that on top of your head, or you're I can to do it, it. absolutely. Yeah. So away. my podcast is Ag News Daily. We've got the Working Cows podcast talking about the cattle industry. We've got the Dryline Farmer podcast. You guys would like him. Oh, He's we do not like him. Politically yeah. correct. Yeah, we like him. I've talked to him. We have a couple new ones too. So let me see if I can remember them all. We've got the Ag Queen podcast. We've got Ag on Tap, the Girls Talk Ag podcast. Ag on Tap. What do they talk about? They talk about beer like we do. <laughs> they kind of just talk about whatever. They just try to find like unique ways. I think their their shtick is basically diversification in ag and what do people do to make money in agriculture. Very cool. So hmm. it'd be good. Talk that one's to a cool one. Andrew Blake. Yeah, and they're. Uh, a newer podcast of the network. They're both farm broadcasters, so they are good at oh, yeah. being on the microphone sure. too. So Makes a difference. That helps. Looks like you also have Jason Meadows, friend yes. of the podcast, on there with his Ag State of Mind podcast. Yeah, Jason's been a great one too. Just obviously what he's trying to do in the mental health area for agriculture, and he's fun. He's fun one to to work with too. But yeah, it's a great group of people. Um, we're always looking for people that want to start a podcast and they don't know exactly where to start. We've had people that have launched a podcast like Jason did through the network where he was like, hey, I don't know how to do this. Can you help me? What resources do you have? So we're happy to help anyone start a podcast that wants to start one. Do you know they have podcasts on how to start a podcast? Yes, well, I'm sure that's, they do. That is how, that's how we, we started. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, oh, I bet you they do. Searched it. Sure enough. Yeah. That's sure how enough. we picked Pretty out the equipment, anything. the soundboard, yeah. format. Okay, so piece of advice. Someone wanting to start a podcast, what do you suggest? My first thing is to figure out what your content is because everything else from there is easy. The equipment is easy. I mean, hosting maybe is a little bit of a, a hill you got to climb over, but you guys it's the host easy, just It's fine. the easy part. I yeah. mean, the, I think the hard part is figuring out what your theme is or your the theme Flow of your the podcast. Show. Flow of the yeah. show. You guys have notes. I'm impressed because we we don't have notes for our podcast. Oh, it's, all that, it's all that research to do. You yeah. know, when we call your mom and find out what... How do you not have notes on Ag News Daily? You guys, are, yeah. ta- you guys well, are on every day. Yeah, we are. So that's a lot of work. But I'm basically just... I mean, I do this anyways, but I'm just reading through news, weather, commentary, trade. I'm reading that stuff anyways, and I'm kind of just regurgitating what I'm seeing elsewhere. Yep. And that's then we have point. an interview. So. so is that like the first thing you do every day is record Ag News Daily? No, so we don't record that until usually one one thirty two in the afternoon because we okay. wait till markets close. Yep. And I was gonna say, yeah, I sh- I've been on there before. I should yeah, know that. Yeah, I was gonna say I was we. Like, I remember entering. It was quite a couple. You've a been year or two ago. I'm now. sure you yeah. said everybody should listen to Farm for Profit podcast. You know, I don't. I don't know, think you guys were doing it. Yet. I don't know that we were. If <laughs> no. it was, it was right at the beginning. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Excuses. <laughs> Excuses. You know, I'm gonna be on this podcast soon. <laughs> soon. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking about it for four years. <laughs> Uh, what's that Pig X one? Is that- yeah, the Pig X podcast is one that Iowa State does focusing on. They've got a grant called the Swine Livability Project, but they're basically trying to tackle mortality rates in the swine industry and looking at that from various oh. angles. So I also get to host some of these other podcasts. Like I did one with the Iowa Farm Bureau. I'm doing the one with Pig X, but 
people will hire me sometimes to host and produce their podcasts too. So that's, custom podcasting. Yeah. Well, we might need to have her do that for our show. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Do you think our listeners would like that? Probably. <laughs> Don't have to listen to us anymore. Hire her. We just do it for one show. Like, all right, you just do this show. There you go. Guest guest host. That'd be great. That's. I mean, a lot of people do the guest host stuff, especially if you... Otherwise, how do you guys take a vacation? Yeah. That's why we have three of us. That's true, yeah. Whenever there's one missing... That's why we just scored five vacation. in one day. There you go. Just get <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For another Dave, day. Dave thought he was just getting up and ready to leave. <laughs> ready to go like, no, there's still like, two. No, we're already recorded four. Yeah. Surely we don't have... Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. So out of everything that you do, what's your favorite? I don't think I have a favorite... Uh, it's I like a mom thinking, picking her favorite kid. Yeah. I keep thinking like, maybe I'll slow down and take something off my plate, but instead it seems to be the opposite that's happening. So, I'm with you. I hear yeah. you. So you're on with, you're on with Trader PhD, which dad yeah. and I are, are on, um, Chad Toyne. Yep. And he's been right a lot. Yeah. So we're, this year. we do ag marketing minus the brokerage services for farmers. So that's been cool too, just because I definitely understand markets, but technicals are harder by a long shot to look at a chart and be like, yep, that's a head and shoulders formation. So that's been cool to learn that better. I always, so he always calls and I always like his, like, remember, yeah, I said this last Thursday and then he plays the clip and then the market did exactly what he said. I was like, oh, yeah, see, he said that. Does he ever play the clip? It's good marketing. It's good marketing. I mean, he definitely admits to being wrong because any marketer that tells you they're right a hundred percent of the time is lying to you. Yeah. So it's good, I think, that we try to put it in perspective. Like, no, we're not right 100% of the time. Right. But let's do the best we can with the outcome that the market gives us because we can't control it. So I, I like the free phone calls that I get. <laughs> the, the tough part as a banker is, uh, yeah, you get a lot. Yeah. We, we must bet. be the hub for people wanting to, hey, do you want to listen to this? Do you want to subscribe to this? So you get. We want you to promote us to your. Yeah your farmer clients which is a tough spot to be in for lender liability issues i can't mm-hmm. say trader phd is the place to be even though i might really believe that if you're wrong and they're wrong then right. i can get sued yeah i get that which is dumb but you can you can talk intelligently about the markets of- oh correct yeah yeah absolutely no well, i love the data but your role with trader phd is in the marketing side correct yep. you're not doing the analytics no, not necessarily. My role is the chief marketing officer. So I oversee our sales and our marketing slash content team. So we have a mobile app. So I help oversee everything that gets put on there, get to do a little bit of video still, oversee all of our sales team to make sure that they're doing what they need to do. Um, and then I do get to sit down quite a bit with Chad and just pick his brain on the markets. He tries, he's been trying to teach me technicals, but it's a lot to learn. So I'm doing my best, but I just feel like he has a lot of things to teach me and I've never had that anywhere else, so I appreciate that. Is he based out of Des Moines? Yep. We're in I was just going to say, we maybe should we should get him on. <laughs> we should get him on, but we should also connect him with Snark. No? Um, yeah, Snark and I are really good friends, too. And he lives so in Des Moines now. Yeah. And has COVID. The, for the yes. third time. Yeah. I don't even know how that happened. Fully vaccinated. Yeah. Well, he just he knows everyone, meets everyone. I know. That's yeah. true. He's a talker, too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he is. Yeah. So yeah. He's, a, he's working on some he's cool awesome. stuff, too. Yeah, he is. That is pretty cool. That we was, had him on in That was one June. of those episodes yeah. that probably could have gone for three hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And we still would have had three or four hours left of yeah, questions. We need to do like a six-part series Sometimes I'm like trying to follow his thought process, and he's like, here, and then here, and here. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know how you added all those things. Some of the best yeah. people Well, are... that's like masterminds, right, yep. that are like that. 
I don't have my ducks in a row, but I got squirrels everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I it. You've sent me that before, I think. <laughs> well, we got one last one to try before we wrap up, and I'm going to let you do the uh, honors of revealing it to the group. We haven't done this before. Yeah. I'm so excited. This is my, I hope, my favorite flavor. Wild raspberry. It's a pink can, which I also love. 98 calories, one carb, zero sugar. Zero. It smells matches like the fingernail polish, and here we go. <laughs> right. What do you think? It Dole. smells like something familiar. Mm. Thank you, Dole Distributing, for sending up this Big Grove Brewery. Typically, is Squeeze Hard Seltzer. So this is a different flavor. It's crisp, juicy. This is my it's favorite. Fresh. It is good. It's just, but it's just raspberry water. It's raspberry water. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dangerous. I feel like you need to mix like a, a liquor with it. As we say <laughs> on the podcast, that would wait, be wait, 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 really like dangerous. Vodka. It's, it, it's already 4.8. 4. 4. 8. 8. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> let's, uh, let's pause for five seconds so I can get the lawnmower audio removed. I don't know how they always mow the lawn when we do a podcast, but I'm not joking. <laughs> they do. You they know, do. honestly, though, we haven't had a fire truck go by or a motorcycle, motorcycle or go a dump by, truck so yeah, or, like, yeah. or somebody laying on their Jake brakes. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I'm not cutting this out. This is just normal. So we were given a 12-pack. We're not going to drink one of these because we have to leave something to your imagination. So mm-hmm. if you go mm-hmm. out and you buy the squeeze pack, the flavor that you haven't tasted yet is the blood orange flavor. It's barely even registering. They can't even tell that the <laughs> weed eater guy just went by. It's, it was weed eater guy. The, the mower went, went by, <laughs> then the weed eater. Well, the mower's going to have to come by well, six, six, six more times. Six now more the, times, cleared out. Now the uh, leaf blower's going to come by. <laughs> That's perfect. I just have always looked up to you, Delaney, with the management of the network, all the irons, like we have said from the beginning, that you've got in the fire. And then when I was doing a little bit of homework on the episode to realize that you had also gone back and gotten your master's, that you had gone out of area, just the experiences that you've had under 30, I can see why uh, Tim might have grabbed you for that 30 under 30 group. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's really cool. So we like to always ask our highly ambitious guests, what's next? What what does Delaney want to be when she grows up? I know I've been thinking about that a lot because I don't I get I don't want to say I get bored, but I definitely like growing my knowledge and I feel like if I'm somewhere too long then I get complacent and I'm not learning anything new and I'm not being challenged. Um so hold the stop so the truck know. there. You, you just got a, a ball and chain attached to your left <laughs> finger there. <laughs> if I, yeah, if like, I do <laughs> Is that going to slow you down? No. My fiance farms. He works full time for a seed company called Rank Seeds. So we're uh, kicking around some different business ideas. He does these yield monitoring kits that he's just started selling. So thinking about maybe helping him boost that business. I mean, honestly, I've considered doing something like auctioneer school or getting my pilot's oh. license or I don't know. You should I get just, your pilot's license. I want to get my, my pilot's uncle's license. a pilot, so he could. I feel like train me and everybody should me. get their pilot's I think license. Awesome. Where's she based out of? He's based out of Otumwa. Otumwa? Yeah. Nice. Be a little bit of a so job. Be, uh, well, yeah. I'm fly up here. Yeah. I was thinking the, like Ankeny or Ames. Well, the or, Ankeny Airport, that's yeah. easy to fly into. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have like Dave wants to do it. 20, so I want to do it. So 20 you, hours by yourself and I think 20 hours with a yep. certified yep. So collectively, we, we should could just all get it. Yeah. Then we all we cover the, the then plane ramp. Then you can share one plane. Yeah. And yes. you'll yeah. just... They have that. Cost share planes that are just like timeshares. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's perfect. So I am curious and I know our listeners are curious. Is it going to stay Delaney Howell? <laughs> Are we going to hyphenate? Uh, Are we going to have a stage name? 
we've, Stage name. <laughs> I've been debating this a lot, and I think Blaine is pretty much just like, whatever you want to do is fine. I don't know. I keep tossing around because his last name is Groth, spelled G-R-O-T-H, and nobody is going to know how to so pronounce that. That's Groth. Yeah. yeah, exactly. My last name is Easy. It's like Smith or, you know, Howell is a very easy name to pronounce, so I feel like professionally I might keep it, but legally I'll change it, or I don't know. So I have a coworker, and Dave and Corey know know her, but uh, she smashed them together. Right. So last oh. name was Brown, the other one was Wolf, and now they are both Brown Wolf. Brown Wolf. So first name, Brown Wolf, created a brand new last one. So you could be... I could do that, but again, nobody's going to know how to pronounce Grotow. it. Grotow. Well, you would have to change the pronunciation. It'd oh. be Howell Growth. If it so, they're German. So if it had like that two double dot thing over the O, that would be cool because then you know, like that's a German yeah. name. Yeah. I think you just do it with a uh, letter, just like Paul C. Oh, that's it. You don't even <laughs> or H G. Yeah, huh. just You'd be like this is Delaney H G H G. That's good. Head I like gal. That. What's I mean, your, you, what's you your can have name? your official, but everybody's going to know. What's, what's your middle name? Leanne. Delaney Leanne. You just be Delaney Leanne. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I want to have a brand like Oprah, but yeah. for agriculture. Delaney. I think that'd be great. <laughs> uh, you could do that. Delaney. Yeah. Probably, I mean, out of everyone I know in ag, you probably could do that. You could probably reverse it. You could be H.G. Delaney. Yeah. I like it. You guys have just created my brand for there me. Thank go. you. Branding. Sorry, Blaine. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Well, the last question that we ask all of our guests is, what do the most successful people that you know all have in common? Mm, that's a tough one. Let well, that's fine. That. While you're thinking about that, don't forget about BW Fusion. They're focused on bringing innovative fertility, nutritional, and technological products to the ag marketplace. They are not the easy button. No. Nope. Right, Corey? You do have to put some work Sometimes into this. Sometimes this is a hard button. But the results, you were mentioning on the way out there to Nebraska that you've already seen some results in the tissue samples that you've taken to at least notate the uptake yeah, we, pushed, we pushed uh, nutrient levels in the in the plant yep. with applications. So once we get to harvest and we start getting results, we're hopeful that we will be able to prove that these products do exactly what they say they're going to do. Yep. And I'm pretty excited. Bodie Kitchell's coming here in a couple weeks, and we're going to go over some stuff. He sent me a picture last night that someone sent him. He's like, what are you doing out there? Like, it was a <laughs> big ear. I said, you'd got the small hands model from the Burger King commercial. (laughs) The Burger King commercial. Whopper Whopper commercial. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. But yes, BW Fusion, they combine the best-in-class products along with their 365 soil and tissue program to provide you, the grower, the tools necessary to address the limiting factors in your field in real time. So look them up, bw-fusion.com. What'd you come up with, Delaney? Okay, I've got three things that I just thought of here on the fly. Okay, so one... They're great time managers. Nice. They are continuously challenging themselves. They're never okay with status quo, but they enjoy the wins when they get them. And the third one is that they never say no, because you shouldn't say no. You can say maybe, or I'll think about it, but you have to evaluate every opportunity that comes to you. I like that. You never necessarily say no. I think the second one is the most common answer that we've had. You'll have to add them up yet. We haven't added them up, but just from listening... I think the never stop trying answer and never stop innovating is the most common. Is there, we, should, we should get one of our listeners to have documented all of our answers for us. Yep. If you can put them in a compiled report, we'll send you a reward. Yeah, we should pay them. That'd be great. With like, beer. Yeah, we will give we you could. like 
the first first listener to send us the compiled <laughs> answers to the most successful people challenge. Yeah. We'll throw you a party or something. Free be great. Have yeah. you on? We'll celebrate have you. On. you? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's your gift right yeah. there. We wouldn't have thought that without Delaney here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly how this goes. Awesome. This was fun. Was it fantastic? I, I'm going to go. Oh my. Uh, I think it was. That's his buzzword. Well played. <laughs> fantastic. I'm excited when we get to have people in the studio. You know, it's just it is nice. Zoom meetings are fine, but to There's feed off chemistry. the energy, yeah. there is. Absolutely. A bunch. Listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget to leave your ratings and your reviews behind. Share this with your family and friends. Uh, we appreciate how you help our network grow. We can continue to bring you valuable information week in and week out. That's the plan to also do it a little bit in an entertaining format. Yeah, so. And if you know Delaney's parents, send it to them. <laughs> <laughs> Farm for Profit LLC at gmail.com. Farm for Profit on all your social media platforms. Remember, that's the four, not the word, the number. Until next time. Crack a big grove squeeze hard seltzer. You deserve it. Intro music recorded by Tyler Richton and the High Bank Boys. Commentary added by Elena Montemagni. And credit to bensound.com for music.